My name is Ed Peters and I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We return today for another look at verses 27 to 31 of Matthew chapter 27. Today our primary focus will be on verse 31 on the mocking that Jesus received from the hands of the Roman soldiers. The soldiers took this opportunity to have their fun with him before he was crucified. Since he was to die anyway, they could mutilate him and do anything that they wished with him. They played a cruel Roman game known as hot hand with their prisoners. All the soldiers would show the prisoner their fist. Then they would blindfold the prisoner and all but one would hit him as hard as they could. Then they would remove the blindfold and if the prisoner was still conscious, he was to guess which soldier did not hit him. Obviously, the prisoner would never guess the right one. They would continue this until they had beaten the prisoner to a pulp. Perhaps this is what Isaiah was referring to in chapter 52, verse 14 in his book. Just as there were many who were appalled at him, his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any man, and his form marred beyond human likeness. Now we return to Matthew chapter 27, and here is verse 31, and it reads, After they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his clothes on him. Then they took him away to crucify him. Oh 
here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Harder. I come back once more today to the Roman soldiers who mocked Jesus. Matthew writes about it in chapter 27, verses 27 to 31. I focus today on the last words of that section, verse 31. After they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. Today I want to focus on two facts in these words. First on the fact that the soldiers mocked Jesus. That happened before Herod, too. Luke writes, Then Herod and his soldiers mocked him, dressing him in an elegant robe. They sent him back to Pilate, Luke 23, 11. Then Luke makes a crucial observation. He writes, That day... Herod and Pilate became friends. Before this, they had been enemies. Most interesting. Here were two enemies. What brought them together? Their mutual dislike for Jesus. It was the opposition to Christ that brought enemies together. They became friends because of their hatred for Jesus, and they enjoyed ridiculing him together. The chief priests and the elders even had a mock trial with fabricated testimony. It's one thing to openly ridicule and mock the Lord, but it's another to do so behind the scenes. At first, Judas mocked Jesus while professing to follow him. It is man's natural bent since sin to ridicule the Lord, but evidently it doesn't stop with ridicule and mockery. There is a second focus that results from the first. The last words of this section read, They led him away to crucify him. They mocked him, then they killed him. That too is within us all, to want God dead. Seven hundred years earlier, Isaiah wrote when he said, Like a lamb led to the slaughter. That was Jesus. I have no doubt that Jesus knew what Isaiah had written about him. He must have read Isaiah 52 and 53 many times. He knew exactly what was ahead. As he walked the roads of Palestine, he saw a thorn bush, and he knew that one day he would wear a crown of thorns. He heard of the governor, and he knew that he would appear before the magistrate one day, and that he would hand Jesus over for crucifixion. He must have looked on the crowds in his final three years, and he knew that one day a crowd would shout, Crucify! Crucify! He knew that Roman soldiers would mock him, and finally, like a lamb, lead him to Calvary. He was a carpenter. When he pounded nails into wood, he knew they would drive nails through his hands and feet one day. He knew that he would die. I wish I could, but I can't understand how it must feel to know when and how and why you'll die. Death was Christ's mission. Death was his goal. That's not been true ever of any other human. We all die, but death isn't our mission. Death was his purpose for coming. Death was why he lived. Imagine he lived to die, and he knew it, 
dying was his goal for living. Isaiah wrote his obituary in the 8th century before Jesus was born. I have seen tombstones partially engraved because the person for whom it is prepared isn't yet dead. But the words on Jesus' tombstone was engraved long before he even lived. Jesus knew that at 33 years of age he would die. 33. The time when most men only begin to enter their profession fully. The cross threw its shadow across every day of his life. Even Mary knew at least in part what was ahead. She read Isaiah chapters 52 and 53. Imagine, while carrying Jesus, she read those chapters and thought, Isaiah is describing what will happen to my son. One day he will be led like a sacrificial lamb to be slaughtered. That's going to be the death of my child. He will suffer Hard to imagine. Jesus constantly lived under the shadow of this kind of death, described by Isaiah in 52.13 to 53.12. I say Jesus came to die. He lived to die. Psychologists say that for man to live meaningfully, there must be some purpose to live for. Such a purpose is required for a healthy emotional life. Man's energy must be directed toward a goal that is meaningful to him. To live healthily, man must have something to survive and to drive for, something he's committed to. That's one reason the question, to what will I commit my life, is so important. I made a decision long ago to commit myself to glorify Christ my Savior in any way possible. That's my mission. And that can be fulfilled in many different ways. Jesus' mission was to die. That would have been very difficult for a mere human to live with, to know that one day you'd be led away and put to death. Jesus even knew the manner of his death. My goal is to survive. Jesus' goal was not to survive. His goal was to die. Death was his mission. While on earth, Jesus often mentioned his death to his disciples, especially as the cross came closer. He came to die for you and me.
What's New is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.